This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. We have Josh and Tori with us, as always. What? What up? What another great tournament at the RBC. The guys played awesome. We had Webb Simpson. He won the tournament at 22 under, and he went five under on the last nine holes which was very impressive play. Everyone was going super low. Berger chipped in on 17 to go 20 under, which is a really great finish after he won the previous week. And Answer, who I actually thought was going to pull it out today, he had to make a birdie on 18 for a playoff, but he left it a little bit short. But we've had back-to-back weeks of really amazing golf, and I think that has to do with just the field. The fields are incredible, and everyone seems to be playing pretty well. I mean, they went so low on this course, and they're, they keep saying how easy it was, but for, as a viewer looking at the course, it actually did not look that easy. Fairways looked pretty narrow. There's water on the golf course, so to get to 22 under, which I thought was going to be the number today, very impressive. Yeah, and I want I want to do I want to say two things. Number one, I do think again, once again, back to back, these courses are gettable, and and that allows a whole lot of the field to come play. Um, I mean, Brooks was in it for a little bit while a while, but there were a lot of new. I mean, for for a field of a lot of winners, there was some new people coming in strong, and your boy who you picked last week was do had a great three days and then just fell apart today. I know. I thought Joel Damon, who I picked last week to win, I thought he I thought he was gonna do it, especially after his third round. He was looking pretty confident. Um bummed that he couldn't pull it out because he's such a great guy. But again, I mean such really solid golf. I mean the like the course was super gettable. They had perfect conditions pretty much all week except for a couple weather delays, but uh the wind never really picked up. The greens were pretty soft. So it was it was a really fun tournament. Actually, some drama happened too. A lot of drama. So it was a very interesting week. And I will say I thought the broadcast was better than it was last week. Uh, you know, you're still ruined it for me. It's, I still think it, it's like I think you're right. I think it's Snoresville. I think it's just a snore. I think it's a. It, I'm never gonna like Jim Nance ever again because of you. <laughs> oh no! I can't believe I ruined that for you. It's fine. Yeah, I need. I need. You should. You should really start auditioning for that stuff. <laughs> well, it's funny. I actually saw a comment, and they're like, "Well, Paige, so transparent. You know, bagging on the commentators because you want the job." I'm like. No, like I think I could do it well, but I still think that it takes a certain type of talent to be able to be on TV for that long and never fuck up. I would I would be canceled within a day, within a day. I would be completely done. I would say something stupid within a second, within a second. Well, you'd probably just get a little bored and want to mix it up. I mean, you've got that little angel saint whole syndrome going on where every once in a while you like to you got that wink in your eye and you want to mix things up and throw in an f-bomb but it does take a lot of probably a lot of patience and a lot of boring uh uh demeanor to get through it i still i but you're i still think with all the the stuff we listen to now and all the commentary now we definitely could do better than jim nance yeah but like i said i mean they do have to keep it pg i'm sure there's so many things that they would want to say I would be dropping sexual jokes left and right (laughs) well they might appreciate it and I tell you what like that but back nine holes that last hour of television last two hours of television was awesome I think I think we're and and your boys uh your boys pick was uh JT Poston right yeah yeah so they both actually finished very high yeah and people were coming out of nowhere and going low and 62s and 63s Uh, I I love it I think the game is I, I actually think that this is better for the game, to, for people to come fire these ungodly numbers instead of making these U.S. Opens where two under for four days is, 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 is like a proper tournament. I, I love this idea of people throwing darts all day and taking chances. Yeah, that's such a great take, Josh. I have always been pro low numbers. I do think for U.S. Open, you need to have the course set up really difficult because I think it is fun to watch them struggle at times. But it's like the steroid era in baseball where they were just hitting bombs and home runs. Like That's what brought life back into baseball, and that's what's bringing life back into golf is to have someone like a Bryson DeChambeau hitting 
300 plus yard drives and these guys going so low it makes them look superhuman and that's what people love about golf so much is like or watching sports is they want to do watch people do things that they can't do themselves and so when you see someone on a u.s open course and they're you know a couple over guys back home are going yeah i can shoot a couple over too but he, he can't shoot 22 under and I think that's so great for golf and they keep saying like the golf courses need to be longer they need to be harder and the golf ball needs to change and the equipment needs to change and I'm like no let's let's keep it going because I think the lower the better yeah I think I think we should think of also like as Bryson gets bigger and more fierce we should think of like a Hunger Games PGA tour where you can have the whole course as a as like a computer generated thing where you can change weather on, on a spot and geography and geology and all of this stuff and and like make some sort of fierce fight like you have to fight off a pack of raccoons before you hit your second shot like like let's just let I, I'm serious let's make golf that fun. Well, I think it would be interesting if they did some type of speed component into golf because again they just play so slow. Like it's just like, come on, like, let's speed it up. Let's move. And so maybe if they had only a certain amount of time to get from one tee to the next tee or one to the other, I don't know what Bryson with that extra uh, muscle. And I put that in quotation marks. I wonder if he could uh, still run. I wonder if he <laughs> was feeling the, the chafing and <laughs> feeling a bit exhausted at the end of each round. I, I'm going to give you more props here, PG. When you said that last week, I was laughing about it. And then we were I was watching today, obviously, because I get to watch whatever I want on Father's Day, and my wife and my wife goes, Are "You sure that's all muscle? He looks a little fat." And I was like, "That's what PG said." It's just so funny because people in golf had such a warped sense of what an athletic body actually looks like, and so they'll compare. Brooks Kepka to a linebacker, or they'll say Bryson looks like a gymnast. And Brandel Chambly said that Justin Thomas is ripped. And I'm like, have you seen a, a linebacker? Like, uh, let's just like compare, okay? For just like pro tour ads. Pro tour ads. <laughs> but it's not that these guys don't look great. Like, Brooks looks fit and he looks athletic and Tiger as well. But to compare them to these other athletes, they're just they're just not that. I mean, Bryson does not look like an Olympic gymnast. He just he just right. doesn't. I think that actually does a disfavor to the sport. And a lot of people are saying that Bryson's changing the game. And people have been putting on muscle forever in golf. Like they've been trying to do that for such a long time. But it's just funny to hear people wow. talk about golf to try to make it more into a sport, which we will actually address later on in the show uh, because it was kind of low on a certain sports list. So we'll discuss that later. But golf is golf. Here comes PG. She's got an agenda. She's mad. <laughs> but it, golf is golf. Like, it, it's as athletic as it is. Like, you can't make it into something more than it's it's not. And I don't really think that you need to have a certain type of build to be good at golf. So before we get into the biggest news of the week with Nick Watney testing positive for COVID, I want to talk about this because I addressed it last week and I have come to a full conclusion that I think that players being mic'd up just does not work. Wait, why? That was You were so adamant about that. Well, they had Adam Hadwin mic'd up and it was just so cheesy he was just trying to make it like fun and interesting and say like these you know quick little things it just wasn't working it didn't come off very genuine I felt like he was trying to put on a show and I just believe that they're professional golfers they're not there to commentate their rounds that's what commentators are there for so you need to get better commentators and then you don't have to have the players mic'd up I will also say too that it is so uncomfortable to play in a mic pack it's hot and it it just doesn't feel great at all so I can see why a ton of players don't actually want to be mic'd up and honestly I am way more towards team hot mic because I think it's so much funnier when you just hear the f-bombs flying and these guys just getting mad over the shots and the mic is just picking it up I love that and there was a little bit of controversy with Brooks Kepka and Nick Faldo so they got into it this week 
they asked Brooks what he thought about players being mic'd up, and he said the mics can pick up everything. There's a mic basically on every single hole for every shot. The commentators just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, tell us how you really feel. And that is why I love Brooks Kepka, because he just <laughs> tells it how it is. And so on one of his shots of the day, he hit it and kind of walked back, didn't say anything. And Nick Faldo was like, huh, fascinating stuff. And definitely a dig at Brooks. So he he heard what Brooks said. And Brooks then retweeted it and said, fascinating stuff. So they have a little bit of a, a little bit of some beef right now, which I'm kind of living for because um, he, Brooks and Brandel Chambly used to have their thing. And I think now Brooks has moved on to Nick Faldo. So I'm, I'm kind of all for it. I'm just, I'm just trying to heal on this end because I thought you were for being mic'd up. And now that we're not, I'm like, so what does Paige want now? <laughs> I thought it might be cool, but it just, it's not working. Again, they have to be so PG. They're so cheesy. They can't really <laughs> say it, like what they feel. And we know that golf is such an emotional sport and you want to see that genuine reaction and it's not genuine. You know, that they're holding back and they're trying to, you know, kind of right, act for the camera. Right. And it's just, for me, it just doesn't work. So I hope that they don't do that anymore because it just, I think, I still think it's kind of a bad luck. Oh, I thought you said bad luck. And I was like, oh, it is? What else in golf is bad luck? <laughs> I will say, though, that it kind of is bad luck because every single guy that's been mic'd up has played so bad. Oh, my gosh. Do you think that they're, like, overthinking it? They're like, don't cuss, don't cuss, don't cuss. Oh, I didn't get my hole in one. A thousand percent. Adam Hadwin had to call a one-stroke penalty on himself because he was picking up a pebble. And he thought it was a pebble in the sand it ended up being sand you can't do that and he called it on himself and i'm just Stop i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure in his Stop mind it. yes he was probably like i can't believe these cameras are on me right now because i probably would not have called this on myself <laughs> but i mic'd up so i have to call it on myself a stupid mic pack so it was it was pretty funny i felt oh, bad for him my gosh the thing is, I'm still learning in this whole golf experience. So the fact that like there's pebbles and sand that you can't touch or can touch. I'm like, OK, what a game we got. <laughs> the rules of golf are the absolute stupidest rules you could possibly think of. We do need to get into that. We do. I know. I created this game that I wanted to play with you, but we definitely have to do it where I tell you it's like two truths and a lie, but we make up rules and you have to guess which ones are real and which ones are fake. <laughs> oh, no. But anytime I get it right, you have to do you have to like take a shot or you have to eat a spoonful of ketchup or something. <laughs> I'm kind of in for that. So, but if you get it wrong, do you have to take a shot? Cause you'll be 100%. 100%. <laughs> I'm I love that. So we, d we decided that we're going to play that game. You're going to be yeah. definitely drunk, wasted, hammered by the end of it. I've built quite a tolerance in quarantine. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of quarantine, we got a new member. <laughs> Who tested positive for COVID. Yeah, unfortunate news for Nick Watney testing positive on Friday. He was the first tour player to test positive. Second weekend, too. I, I didn't think it would come this early, but here we are. And hopefully he is recovering and he's doing okay and his family is doing okay. Um, but it was very interesting to see how the tour handled everything that went on with um, Nick and the news and the players and... At first, it just said a player withdrew. And so obviously, there was only one player that withdrew. So it was definitely Nick Watney. And I don't know if the tour handled it that well in the beginning, because it almost seemed like they were lying at first saying, no, he wasn't on property. Then he got tested and other players were coming out and saying, well, you know, I saw him in the parking lot. I saw him on the putting green. And so I think moving forward, they're definitely going to know what to do better and what not to do. I had a feeling on Friday that they might actually cancel the tournament. I thought that for a second, but I'm glad that they're still playing and it seemed like the players weren't too upset about it or too nervous. You know, if you want to play, this is just the risk that you run. And if you are nervous about it, then you just don't play the tournaments. But what Justin Thomas said, it wasn't what the tour is doing. It was the outside environment that was the problem. So at Hilton Head, people were not wearing masks. Everyone was out to dinner. And 
personally, I have seen that a lot. So in Arizona, where I live, there has been a huge spike. (laughs) I think they said 20% new cases. So it's terrible. But I saw it coming a mile away when they first kind of reopened everything. And they never really completely shut Arizona down. People were going out. Restaurants were packed. No one was wearing masks. They were going out to clubs, day parties, pools. It was like life just was going on as normal and no one even thought that the coronavirus was a thing anymore. And so now they're starting to do mandatory masks where you go and it it was interesting to see. But I can see how the guys, if you're going out to eat around the areas of the tournaments, how you could get the virus. But hopefully he gets a quick recovery and um, it what this it, they said that none of the other players or people who he have has come in contact with has it which is really great news right and he didn't he did not um Watney uh, took a different route to to South Carolina I mean he didn't go with the the, the sort of PGA provided transportation I think he chartered his own his own plane or was on another plane so I think I mean he did veer a little bit from what the PGA was doing to keep everyone safe. And I, I think that people have that prerogative to, to take their own jets or whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was sort of, sort of the part of it was that these other, these, most of the field was all quarantined the same way. And then a couple people took little, little bit of Liberty here and there. And then they said it was okay. Boom. He gets, he gets the COVID. But speaking of coronavirus, it, you think it's going to go away and then it comes back again. And obviously people just aren't taking the right precautions. And it's really difficult because I feel, and I've seen this with my group of friends. There's some of us who like myself are very nervous about it and I'm taking it very seriously. I've been in lockdown pretty much since the very beginning. I've only gone out a handful of times and when I've gone out, I have been disinfecting everything. I have my hand sanitizer. I'm wearing my mask and then I have other friends who aren't taking it as seriously and they're fine, but they're going out, they're doing trips, golf trips, they're traveling and it's really hard to because they're inviting me to do stuff. And do you say, yes, I want to go? No, I don't want to go. How do you kind of go about that? And I feel like it's been a strain on a lot of my relationships because I feel as if someone if someone doesn't take it seriously, I feel like I view them a little bit differently. And I feel like people, my friends are now viewing me differently because I'm taking it so seriously. So I have seen this kind of weird divide in my friendship because, 100%. Of, because of what everything is going on. You have your group who's like, we're planning a trip to, to Alabama. Everybody's going to be on pontoons and it's going to be great. And then you have the people who are like, I'm still not leaving my house without my, my mask or my bandana or my wipes. Or I'm not even, you know, I'm going to the store, but I'm, I'm doing deliveries or I'm getting, doing pickup or I'm not going into the store. It's like, it's still so divided. But what I was thinking Do you think girls are more anal about this? And Josh, maybe can elaborate on the men's side. Do you think girls are more anal about the germs than men are? Like if you think of a a locker room, women's locker room, we've got it spotless. It's clean. It's sterile. And like a men's locker room, I'm like, you drop something on the ground. That thing has herpes. Yes. So like how are men navigating this? Well, I think it's really interesting because I read an article that men think that wearing a mask is makes them like feminine or like it it is what's the word weak Weak. um it's and joe rogan said if you wear a mask then you're a bitch and so it's really interesting to see how like wearing a mask is for guys they think that they're weak and they can overcome this virus and i've seen that with guys that i've dated before they won't even admit that they're sick when they're like dying on the couch with the flu until they finally admit it. And then they're the biggest babies ever. But (laughs) it's just weird how like they don't think they can, they're vulnerable to get sick and how they are. They've been treating this whole thing. Great point. You got the guys who also will milk the man cold and they're like, where's my soup? I'm a Saudi prince. Deliver me my meal on a golden platter. So Josh, tell us what are the men doing? How are they handling this? Oh, it's 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 the classic caveman game, right? Like if you're wearing a mask, you're a pussy, and that's just straight. And 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 this is 
talking to a guy that wore a mask today on the golf course. Like I, I wore, I, I took, I was just playing with my son. So we took him off once we got on the course, but th this is, you look at your friends and your friends look at you and go, Oh, you, Oh, it's almost like, it's almost political. Oh, you, Oh, you're that way, huh? Oh, and I'm, and, and, and I'm straight up going to say it. Like I'm going to wear a mask as long as I got to wear a mask. And if, if we all had, if we all didn't think about ourselves and thought about everyone else, you'd wear a mask. I understand it might be a hoax. Who do you know that has it? I know, I understand all of those things that people say, but the fact is it's still going on. I have buddies that got COVID. They survived, they got through it. But if you, if everyone just wears a mask, then, then, then we flatten this thing. I mean, that's just the science of it. That's the DeChambeau of this whole thing. So I'm going to wear a mask every day all day. Can you imagine though if people were like, you know what? I'm just not going to wear pants today. They're telling me I have to wear <laughs> pants and I'm not going to wear pants. People who wear pants are bitches. That's basically what it is. It's like a small little piece of fabric. Like I don't understand what the big deal is, but again, it's just it's something in your mind. It's the same reason why I said guys who use push cards are bitches. It makes no sense. It it's just right. it's something that's in your head. So, I think I'm going to make a big statement here. Guys okay. who use... Be, that, that, that can be retracted. This in, is not going to be retracted because, sure. you know, with everything going on, I think I need to change the way that I think. And if I can change the way <laughs> that I think on this, then guys can change the way they think on wearing a mask. Guys who use push cards are not bitches. <sighs> but there were t-shirts made and everything. Are you... What happened? You were is so this bizarro. It. Is this bizarro PG? If you think about it, though, what I was saying didn't make sense. And I was so stuck in the way I was thinking, even though there was no logic that went behind it. And with everything going on, I think it's stupid to still be that way when people like push cards. And I don't want to bring people down who use push cards. And I don't want to contribute to toxic masculinity. So you use your push card. I am all for it. And But wait, this sounds like a pity <laughs> draw for this. Like, no, this I don't want you to feel bad. So I'm just going to say push cards are manly. You put a mask on. You're not a pussy. You're manly. Like, no. this is what it feels like to me. This is character development. See it. Learn it. Use it. Be a better person. I like the two words that you use that make me totally buy you on this is toxic masculinity. And I think that that's exactly because 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 Pro Tour is kind of like. All right, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna play the game with everyone, and I kind of got what she was saying. But when you said toxic masculine masculinity, I now I'm like, yeah, let's bring it down. I, I'm I love it. Good. So hopefully that will help. That you guys can use your push cards. You can use your mask. It doesn't make you less of a man for saving lives and using a push cart. So I'm glad we got that both covered. You know, group texts are blowing up right now. And the men's group text being like, Paige just said, we are daddies. <laughs> wow. Pro, Pro Dan loves that daddy word. She just, just, which makes, she just wants the excuse to say daddy. <laughs> she totally does. She just loves it. That's like well, her Now it's just word. my thing and I have to own it. Okay, guys? Gosh. But it made me... <laughs> But, it, you know, you, you know, daddies can wear masks. Daddies can push carts. It's all me. Listen, in, in, in my opinion, the, the, the thing is, if you're wearing a mask, you're showing that you care about everybody else. That's my opinion. I've never looked at a guy wearing a mask and said, he's a bitch. I look at a guy not. <laughs> I, like, that's never crossed my mind. I look at a guy who's not wearing a mask and I'm like, why are you not wearing a mask? Put a mask on. Right. Can we also point out something since we're all stuck indoors still to this day? It's also Father's Day. Josh, what was your form of escape today? Like, were you able to go do anything or go anywhere? Like, what are the men at home who are sick of watching movies with their kids, <laughs> making lunches, being called dad nonstop and asking for help? What are the guys doing? Are you ready to just kill everybody? No, I played golf today. I took my son out and we played golf. I mean, we were allowed to play golf. We wore masks. I have sanitizer in my car and my golf bag. Like, we're super safe about the whole thing. But yeah, no, I got to, I got to play golf. 
So it was great. And, and I mean, even in California, where I'm guessing that we're probably still the most rigid, would you say, pro tour? Like as far as the COVID 100%, goes? 100%. 100%. Well, yeah. You guys know what we happened. Can... All of the, everyone from California was coming to Arizona because they couldn't do anything. <laughs> and you got us <laughs> <all sick. laughs> Uh, not blaming on it. I am. I had so many people coming from California and they're like, oh, we're stuck inside. So we're going to come to Arizona and go out and not wear a mask and go have dinner. It crossed my mind. It crossed my mind. I was like, do I, how far of a drive is it to Houston? Because right now I'm ready to hop in the car. And then Arizona came back up, which actually one of my friends, he's training out there right now and he just got COVID. I'm surprised. No, I got you. Everyone here. Probably, I feel like I had it at some point. There's no way I didn't have yeah. it from all the traveling I was right. doing. But like I said, everyone's acting like it's normal here. It's the weirdest thing ever. So weird. Well, I, and, and that's the thing. It's like it, it also, I mean, like you're talking about Arizona. You're talking about Texas. You're talking about Florida. You're talking about Georgia. These things, these guys, it wasn't taken. It's almost like, like I, 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 I love, I'm going to bring it back, the toxic masculinity. It's almost like. The, the 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 governors were were just like you know what it's not it's not real or it's not as bad as you think and I don't want to make it look as bad as you think and if we just let it go it'll 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 run its course and I think that's just what happened and I know this is kind of getting off what we talk about but it it, it it's just still a fucking problem it's still a pretty <laughs> big fucking problem yeah well it's gonna be for a while if people don't take it seriously too and that is what drives me crazy because i'm just sitting inside doing what i'm supposed to be doing and people are like outside posting pictures and i'm just like twiddling literally like twiddling my thumbs doing nothing i'm about to kill myself because i am so freaking bored being inside like i love my dog but if my dog asked me to throw the ball one more time inside I don't know what I'm going to do. I like, I, I throw just it, throw it over the outside. <laughs> I just like look at him and I'm like, stop it. St- just stop looking at me. <laughs> just like, go away. <laughs> so, so one thing I will tell you is my daughter. So my daughter went to Hawaii with her friend, two friends that one of the family has a house there. So she got, she got the lucky draw. She has been in quarantine and I'm not lying. She's been in her house. She's on like day 12. They have a 14 day quarantine and a cop comes to the house. You fly in. you got to register, right? The cop comes to your house. They have a hotline on Kauai, the island of Kauai. They have a hotline for anyone that sees someone coming out before 14 days. They're honoring their quarantine, and they're going to have 14 days. Then they have, they're going to stay an extra week, and they're going to have a week. But they're going to have a week on an island where there is no COVID. There is none. Imagine how great that would be. I feel like I'm going to be paranoid about this until the end of time. Like, I'm going to see someone. But I will say the best thing that has ever come from this is there's no more awkward interaction when it comes to do I hug this person? Do I give them a handshake? (laughs) You just kind of stand there and just give them, like, a sup head nod, and life is great. So I'm actually pretty happy about that. But Wait, this is the worst part of it. (laughs) <laughs> I hit- Kotor likes to hug her daddies. Oh my gosh, I'm a hugger, and I've realized I have to be really like aware as we're like the social groups are kind of now more like you can go five people, and if you're inside, like go to the five or whatever. And I go in for the hug every time. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? I will I say, it's, be like aware. It's awkward though when they go in for you know the fist bump, <laughs> and I'm like, just stay away from me. Like I. I don't want to shake your hand. I don't want to touch you. So please don't go. And they're like going in for the fist bump every time. And I'm like, let's just stay our six feet away. And we're good at that. It's going to be years from now. People are like, COVID is gone. It's fine. It's nothing. I'm going to be like six feet away. (laughs) Don't get close to me. (laughs) No, here's the thing, PG, when they go for the fist bump, because I'm totally with you. Like, why would I take all of these precautions and then lose it on a fist Fist bump? bump. (laughs) So I go, when they go for the fist bump, I go for the elbow. And then when they put their elbow, I've already swiped my elbow. So it's all over. I, I need to start doing that. But I will yeah. say that probably the worst thing right now would to be single. And because how do you date? Okay. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> so, Tori, I have a question. So if you go on a first date with someone, do you kiss them? Do you hug them? Do you not touch them? Like, I don't even know what I I'm would do. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you guys here because I'm pretty, you know, I'm honest. So there was um, a party that we've been, it's like, a, it's my roommate's brother and we've been quarantining with the roommates 
And so they had like one of their friends over, but he's been like quarantined in all the same group. It's just like they have a house, so everyone's just like there or they're at their apartment because it's like the only place to go where you could kind of have like a backyard. And there's this one guy and he like lives near me and we were just like walking home one day and I we just like ended up in my in my room and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the new dating is that like now I'm so horny and like by myself that now I'm like, this guy's not even cute, but I would just love to be held. But I'm like the whole time I'm like, is this weird? Like, but I also don't really, I think I would rather have like a kind of a fun night and get COVID then just separate myself completely. The roulette now is like, if I am I going to get COVID, an STD, or pregnant? Like, it's just not even worth it anymore. <laughs> or, or just well, but that's the thing, right? Like that, that I, the, the, people have been like sort of first date and then they quarantine with each other, and it's just like a fourteen. I mean, pro tour. Do you know have any friends that just went straight? You're cute. Let's do fourteen days. No, that's happening. Like. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, way to make like, me feel even worse in life, you guys. <laughs> well, I think I think I think you should look into it. I think you should look into a, a fourteen day quarantine with someone. So now we're not even asking for commitment for like, hey, can you just be like celibate or whatever? We're now being like, can you just be loyal for fourteen days? Like this is just screwing up all dating, and I'm actually terrified. Talk about speedy. It's beautiful, don't you think? PG fourteen days straight with a guy, you're gonna find out a lot. Then the, and then that's it. At the end of 14 days, you either move on because you obviously have seen every part of this person or, hey, wow, we did 14 days together. This this might be something. It's like when you go on a vacation with a guy for the first time, you find out real quick if you're going to stay with him or not stay with him. So, yeah, it's just accelerating what the inevitable is. Either you're going to get married or you're going to break up. So <laughs> good luck, Tori. I feel so good. I feel so good about this. Thanks, guys. Wait, don't you think it would be fun? It'd be fun, Pro Tour. Do a 14-day oh, with a dude. God. You're just, you've been married for 80 years, and you're just trying to find something to just live vicariously through. And no, the 14 days is not yes. fun. No. Yes, I am. I want to use you as my experimental toy. <laughs> I want you to tell me all the data. And I, yes, I am vicariously living through you. You've nailed it on the head. Listen, as I said before, the fields are dry out there, and I the fields are lowered dry. my standards one night. Oh, what was he? Was he not playing for the NFL? Was he not starting for the NFL? <laughs> Again, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> oh, he's not a starter. He's only second string for NFL. I can't, but I'll just I cuddle him. I told you this in confidence, and now we're out here. Yes, the last guy I talked to was in the NFL. <laughs> it did not work out. This guy was once an, a baseball player, but he probably was like a single A or something lame, you know? Single A? Please. We're only like the starters. The, stan- the standards on this podcast. Probably had a house, a house family high. just with the mom named Candy that would just come in and make his bed for him every day. You can't trust those single A'ers. No. Oh my. Hey, Tori, you know what athletes like? Not me. <laughs> uh, I think they like you. You're just only after, like, the billionaires. They like video games. We're going to talk about video games next, so keep on listening. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. One thing you guys probably don't know about me is that I was a bit of a gamer growing up. I haven't been too involved lately just because I travel so much, but I definitely want to get back into it because The Last of Us Part 2 came out Friday, which was the most anticipated game that Naughty Dog has released since Uncharted 4 back in 2016. So it got me thinking of the best games of all time, and I wanted to start with Nintendo 64 because I still think it's my favorite game console. 
So I'm going to do my top five N64 games. Tori, Josh, have you ever okay. played Nintendo 64? Or am I just completely yeah. on my own on this one? I'm going to tell Pro. It's like Pro Tour talking golf with you talking video games to me. Oh, so you're a big gamer. Welcome. Welcome with wide open arms. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Pro Tour. Yeah, no, I think, I think you know, look, I, I know. I'm going to tell you, I'm 49 years old. I think games should be should be quit before before or during college. What? I'm, I'm just saying that. Yes, I think that that is that is for sure my stance on this, and I think it's a silly thing for an adult man to play a game and judge me. That was the worst take of all time. <laughs> Why? Because video games are fun. It's like the last fun thing you get to do in your life as soon as you're an adult. Your life sucks. Like, you just live this <laughs> shitty life where you have to take responsibility of your shitty kids and your shitty wife. And the only thing you can do is escape your shitty reality with some video games. So, yeah, I am all for people playing video games. And I think that it's it's great. Obviously, some kids get really intense and into it. But it's funny now because... When I was younger, gaming wasn't cool. Like, if you were into gaming, you were a nerd. And we did the whole, like, Pokemon cards and gaming, and we were never cool. And so it's funny now that there's guys like Ninja who are making gazillions of dollars on gaming and making a full career out of it. And they're actually thinking of, like, making it a sport, and they have the leagues now. And it's really interesting to see the development over the years where it was something that was not cool if you gamed you were an outcast. And now if you don't game you're you're not cool so it's just it's so weird to see that but I um I love I love video games and like I said Nintendo 64 is the best game console of all time and my sister has it I don't have it but I think I'm probably gonna get a new one so I'm gonna do my top five games Josh is just rolling his eyes he's tuned out everyone's probably like I'm thank goodness just listen to Paige on this one Okay, cool. Yes. We're let's, <laughs> let's listen to Paige and video games. Like, this is like the, the worst combination. Keep going, please. I can't wait to hear about Nintendo 64. Okay, so on number five, we have Mario Kart. When it comes to games, this might not be in your top five, but it's one of the best multiplayer games out there. Um, it's one of the games that remains extremely popular today, and in college, we played Birio Kart, which is so much fun. Tori, I'm sure you've you've had to have played Birio Kart. Birio? <laughs> so you have to. So you're playing Mario Kart, but you have to finish a beer before you the race is, ends. I've never even heard of that, but that is life changing. I love Mario Kart. I will give you that. But I've never heard of Bart bar, Barrio beer, beer like beery beer drink beer Birio Kart. That makes sense. Yeah, this is going real well, PG. <laughs> hey, we can only go up from here. If there's beer in this one, hit me up with number four. Yeah, Josh, you're one of the weird guys. Guys are listening to this right now just coming on themselves because it's a hot girl talking about video games. So you're you're out. Okay, on number four. Ew. We're... <laughs> Ew. At number four, we're coming in at Wave Race. Uh, good 3D graphics, interesting track designs. Felt very realistic. It was actually really hard to master for a racing game. And the barrel roll was always my favorite trick. I think this was one of the best racing games. It felt so realistic, like I said. Josh, it was a jet ski game, so I know you don't give a shit. Okay, so... Not, not one. Not one shit. <laughs> We're going on to number three, which is GoldenEye. First-person shooter games aren't really my favorite out of all of the game types that are out there, but you can have... But you can't have a list of best N64 games without GoldenEye being on it. It's highly addicting, and the multiplayer deathmatch was, no pun intended, a game changer. Uh, it was such a well-crafted game, and I feel like this is definitely in the top three of all first-person shooting games and definitely for N64 games altogether. It's so much fun. It was, like, the first really cool game. Like I said, it wasn't really cool to game, but a lot of people literally liked GoldenEye, I think, because it was a first-shooter video game. Now we're moving on to number two, which is Super Mario. I spent the most time on this game. It was a revolutionary game when it came out in 1996, which is crazy. That was so long ago. We you think about that for a second? But it's a classic. I still play today even after all the times I've played. But I just have to say, fuck the water levels. 
we're not dealing with that. They were the absolute worst. But I would still play, like I said, I would still play that game today. I spent so many hours, so many hours playing and replaying that game over and over again. It's really cool because it's a more of like a freestyle game, so you can go and you can do any levels that you want. I feel like I'm just talking to myself on this now, one. Now you I know you why you loved are. homeschool so much. Your recess, you were like, Mom, can I play Mario Kart? Mom. And it's like, <laughs> you're just the gamer at home, which, yeah, you're probably living your best life as a kid. I was. I was. <laughs> I, I'm just exposing all my nerdy self right now. Um, but I had so much fun actually doing this list. <laughs> I was like, I need to talk about games because this is something that has to happen. Uh, hopefully people will still be listening after this and number one last one on my list uh legend of zelda ocarina of time it's one of the best console games ever produced you felt fully immersed in zelda's world from the characters all the way down to the music i literally can still hear the music in my head when i'm just like walking down i'm like i'm in zelda's world right now it was perfect there were so many things to do so many places to explore and every hour of gameplay was enjoyable so that was my list of the top n64 games there you go Oh, can we talk again? Am I, am I, are we back? Yeah, we're... we're back? I, dozed off. I dozed off. Are we still talking? Oh my gosh, you're trying to act so cool right now, but you're not. Being... Games are so cool. You're such a nerd. Josh, you're bullying me for something that I like. Get, be better. <laughs> am I bullying you? You're, am I really? You're bullying me. Any, you said that... Was there hostility? You're like was that guy any? who makes fun of other men wearing jerseys of players and it's like i would never wear a jersey that's the same kind of guy that makes fun of other guys who play video games or women you asked you asked my opinion about gaming i gave it to you and now you're making fun of me who's the bully josh it's my fucking show i can do whatever i want (laughs) oh you're right that doesn't sound very bully at all (laughs) josh do your kids not play video games they're not allowed to play video games no, of course they play video games. No, they play video games. My son's at seven, though. He plays Minecraft. And my daughter doesn't play video games. Well, she plays those little ones, the, the anything on a phone. They, I don't know. They, I don't even know what they do on the goddamn phone anymore and the iPad. I'm sure they play games. And I, I'm, not a, I'm not a hater of games. I just don't think grown men should play games. I just don't. What should they be doing? Um... That's a good, that is a good, okay, okay, change me. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Because I guess also games have mixed now, like the Scrabble and the Words with Friends and all of this stuff. Everything, I think everything's all melded a little bit more. So maybe, PG, I'll look at this a little bit more and I'll come back to it. I just thought on a sunny day, you need to be outside. That was sort of my thing. You don't need to be in a cave for eight hours grinding out a Mario beer or whatever you said. Mario Kart. Oh my gosh. A Mario Kart. Mario, Mario Kart. Gosh. I'm a, I'm so offended that you don't even know what Mario Kart is. That's it's a classic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bully. That's why you guys didn't get my joke about Mario in one of the very first episodes because you don't game. When I said, what type of pants does Mario wear? And I said, denim, denim, denim. And you guys just said that absolutely nothing. And that was one of the best jokes ever. That, that's not true. I remember giving you a charity laugh because I didn't know what it was, but it's your fucking show. So I had to give you a little charity laugh. If you play it back, you'll hear me go, ah. But yeah, you're right. I did not understand it. It was such a good joke, and that was such a great segment. So thanks to everyone who listened to my gaming <laughs> section. <laughs> hey, PG, you know this is all going to come out in the wash. They're all going to hate on me, so you're good. You're good. Listen, I want everybody to email in because now we have tension oh. on our podcast between Josh and Paige. Are, do you think men should be playing video games or Tell us what are the best games out there. Is it Mario Kart? Is it Birio Kart? What is a game we haven't mentioned yet? Email us at PARIHeartRadio.com or DM us at Playing Around Podcast. That's literally like the only thing that they get to do in life that brings them happiness. Why would you take that away from them? Why would you, they? I'm not, I'm not trying to. 
You're going to burn me. I am going to get so burned on this, and I understand that. My opinion is my opinion, and it stands. But I will say, like, I understand that that life has changed a little bit, and more people are on screens more often, so I get it. And You're talking to a dinosaur. You are a dinosaur, but it's fine, Josh. You can retract your statement on the next show after you get completely roasted. But we're going to talk I'm about... I'm not going to retract it. You are. You will. You eventually will, and I will get you too. I will not. No, no, no. I but will not. we actually... I will not. I'm... <laughs> Josh, you need to shut up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you need to stop talking. <laughs> okay. So we're, we have another actually controversial topic, and... It came out on Twitter the other day, and it was sports ranked by difficulty list. So we're going to talk about that next, so keep on listening. If you haven't already tuned out, thank you so much. See you in the next segment. They tuned out. (laughs) They totally tuned out. when I saw this list of sports ranked by difficulty I was deeply offended because golf came in at a solid 51 out of 60 which is not great and at first I was like golf should be much higher it takes a lot of athletic ability it tests your mental capability and there's so many aspects that make golf difficult and then I was kind of like going through the list of sports that are on this list. Um, I was a gymnast and I was a good gymnast, so I will say that eight is good there. We could probably move gymnastics up a little bit. I love a subtle mention of I was a good gymnast. <laughs> I was a good gymnast, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep, well, we can keep gymnastics at eight. I think it should be a top five sport, but, you know, that was the one thing I was actually good at. Okay, so here's where the problem comes into play. Uh, one, I can't swim, so swimming is definitely harder than golf. <laughs> I tried tennis for a little bit. Um, again, not great. I don't have the best endurance when it comes to running, so running is hard. <laughs> um, I can't throw. I have, like, a very, like, weak upper body, so any... <laughs> It's like any upper body sports are definitely out for me. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) We're just slotting through everything. So that's like, we'll just eliminate pretty much half of the other sports. So that's, I'm looking specifically at baseball and softball for that one. And lacrosse. And And field hockey. (laughs) And water sports. And all water sports are definitely (laughs) out. I will say when I was younger, I was not that great at soccer I wasn't coordinated enough to actually hit the the ball so I was always the goalie and that was great until I got hit in the face with a ball and decided I never want to do that again so soccer is out (laughs) so we're left (laughs) with not much and I will say that when I saw boxing was number one I was like we all know how to fight. You know, that's very instinctive. You know how to throw a punch. You know how to dodge a punch. And then I was thinking about the one single fight that I got in where I um, did not dodge and I got what? hit in the face. Yes. What? Yeah. So I'm not, I, I am not a violent person, but I've been in one fight and it, we will loosely use that term fight because... I did not participate in it. I just got completely destroyed by one punch. Back in college, my roommate, she was really drunk and she went out downtown and I didn't like going out downtown. And so she called me and she said, hey, Paige, I like I'm I'm wasted. Please come pick me up. And I said, totally fine. And. Um, my roommate, she played softball. She was 5'10", um, 190, solid muscle. She's a big, solid girl. And so I drove 5'10", 190 is big. Yeah, she and she was, like, jacked. Like, she was strong. And so we got out of the car, and she was totally fine. We drive back, and all of a sudden, we park right in front of our house. And I have to get – she, like, passed out. I have to get her from the car up a couple – like, a small flight of stairs – 
into her room and change her. And usually when this happens, because it happened quite a bit, there would be a couple of us that would have to do it, but it was just me. And so she was like fighting me and kind of wrestling me, but blacked out. And I take her out of the car and she just face plants in the grass. And so I left her there for a little bit and I go in, kind of tried to get everything set up so I could easily just put her in her bed. And all of a sudden I come back out and I go to lift her up and she just sprints straight into her room and shuts the door. And again, she's blacked out. She has no idea what's going on. And I was really scared that she was going to pass out face first or something was going to happen. I didn't want her to be locked in a room when she was that drunk. She threw up. And so I'm banging on the door. I'm like, open the door, open the door. And she thought I was one of her ex-boyfriends. And so she opens the door and decks me as hard as she possibly could. And I woke up the next day with a massive black eye. I'll have to find the picture. And it like the whole side of my face was completely black and blue. I bruised really easily. And I wake up the next morning and I'm pissed. And she opens her door completely fine She because she never got hangovers. And she goes, what happened to your face? Wow. Yep. And so I had to go <laughs> to practice in school the next day. And all my professors were sending me, like, they would pull me aside. <laughs> they thought I was, like, like I wasn't doing okay. And they were, like, they were like really worried for me. They're, like, hey, like, do you need to talk to someone? Do you need to do anything? And I'm, like, yeah, no. Sure. Like, thank you so much. But I just have a psycho roommate. Like, <laughs> we're good. And it was, like, right after spring break. And, like, my strength – instructor was like what happened to your face my I had to like cover it up with makeup but you could still see it through and my golf coach a college golf coach was like what happened to you like it was bad it was so bad did you go down? Did she knock you down or did you just take the punch? I went, I like stumbled back into the wall because like our doors are really close to each other and I like hit the door and I'm like, I am so over this. And I just shut the door yeah. and, and passed out. But it was gnarly. Like the whole, cause she like caught like the side of my, my face and said, and so it like bruised all along the side of my face and like into my eye. Um, but I felt really badass. That was the only fight that I have ever been in and I lost <laughs> badly. Well, it wasn't really a fight. It wasn't really a fight, but at least you got punched in the face once. I mean, that's a good check off. I'm not the fighting type. It's not. It's not in me. Like I don't think I could ever get in a fist fight. I don't have that. Like I don't. I don't think I can punch that hard. Like I don't. I don't. I've never had the reaction when I've been really mad to punch someone or slap someone or like hurt someone. Really? Yeah. Never. No. All those. All those douchebags that you dated. None of them you ever wanted to punch. You know what? I learned from my mom, and I like a lot of more of, like, the psychological damage that you can cause someone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a punch lasts for a little bit, but some trauma, emotional trauma, lasts a lifetime. Some PTSD. And Pro Tour did a mm mm-hmm that scared the shit out of me. Like, I don't know. Speaking for all the ladies. We know how to manipulate shit. Well, I didn't grow up in a household where I never got spanked. My parents never used any force on me in any way when I got in trouble. And it was always the emotional look and what they would say. And that more messed me up. I like, I wish they hit me. (laughs) I wish I got spanked. (laughs) But um, I'll tell you what, there is some there are some benefits to a fight. A fist fight, a physical fist fight, and look—I'm obviously I'm not promoting violence, but I have been in fights, and I've actually been friends with the people after I've after I fought them. Well, I think that's why guys get over shit so much easier because they're like, "Dude, I hate you. Dude, I hate you." Knock it out a little bit, and then you're totally fine. But I'm still in war with a from Gina from first grade because she said she hated my shoes. <laughs> she doesn't know it, but I know it. I know it. I'm still waiting to run into her one day. You know, we hold on to this shit for the longest time, and girls are so fake to each other. And I'm, you're right. I almost wish sometimes we could just fight it out and be completely over it instead of having these long emotional battles where it's trying to get one up on each other every single time when we both know what we're doing. I, and I'll tell you one other thing that, it, it, that absolutely happens. Like, I have been at fault, and someone has has punched me in the face and I I honest to God I learned my lesson and and it was I was I, I was wrong I got called out for it I I 
went back and I got smacked in the face hard, hard enough to where I didn't want to fight this person. And I learned that lesson. And that lesson has stuck with me for 30 years. Yeah. So girls start fighting each other. Just find it out. Yeah. <laughs> we, do, we don't promote toxic masculinity, but we do promote <laughs> fist fights. <laughs> You know, that's going to be the next headline. I always enjoy seeing the headlines after all of our episodes come out. The last one was Paige doesn't wear underwear when she plays golf. And this one's going to be Paige promotes jello fighting for women or something that they'll <laughs> morph it into. But we're going to go over some TNA next. So keep on listening. This one is from at Gordon Scott 931. When Paige played in Scotland on the ladies European tour, did she like the Scottish accent? And which accent does she find the sexiest? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't really know the differences between the accents because I was only there for about a week. I will say that some of the guys were extremely hard to understand. <laughs> totally. I I did not know what they're saying, but I almost liked that better because it just they had this sense of charm about them and I kind of I kind of dug it. It was cool. Um but I love I love any types of accents. Um I loved being in Scotland. Fun fact, I made the cut there. So for people who say I never made the cut, I did make the cut there. But no, their accents were great. I, I Like I said, I couldn't determine what was different or why they sounded different or where they were from. But no, I definitely loved all the Scottish accents. Um, everything they said just sounded so much cooler and funnier. So I definitely want to go back. Totally agree. Totally agree. And Scottish accents on women are super hot. Yeah, no, for sure. And like I said, they just had like the sense of charm and you could kind of make fun of them or if they said something and I didn't understand, I would kind of play with them back and forth. And they had such a great sense of humor about it. But I feel like here everyone is just hypersensitive about everything. You can't say anything. So it, it was fun to be over there. I will say, though, the food for breakfast was not great. Not shit. Yeah, it's like beans and tomatoes. It's so bad. It wasn't. Did you ever actually? Did you actually have haggis? Have you tried haggis? I had a little bit, and it, that was fine. But for breakfast, before you're gonna tee off, you know that really just didn't do it for me. And so we went to a like local market and just got a loaf of bread. And I had PB and J sandwiches for a solid week. Yeah, dude, their Scottish food is garbage. Their beer there is a billion times better. And, and and stronger. Yes. Says the girl who doesn't drink. Our next question. At B Recorder, my girlfriend has issues with her swing, specifically revolving around her chest. Her swing seems extremely smooth. Any tips or tricks around that? Yeah, I think I've addressed this before, but you just want to stand a little farther away from it. And you take the over approach, so your left arm goes over, and your right one can go over too, or it can kind of sit underneath. But if you do that, then you're pretty much good to go. I like, I it actually makes me feel more connected. Um, so just stand a little farther away from it. I also recommend going to see female instructors if you are a new female golfer. It's just such an awkward thing to talk about with a male instructor. Be like, like, hey, I have huge tits. How do I swing the golf club? And they just kind of like look at you and they just don't get it because they've never had that problem before and they don't even know how to teach how to do it. It's, it's just such an awkward conversation. But yeah, it's just a couple small little swing adjustments in the very beginning of your swing and then the rest of it you're good to go so it's all set up stuff or you go to Paige's youtube site where she does a whole thing on it and i saw it yes i have a the youtube yeah no i <laughs> i've done a youtube video on this um but you can also wear two sports bras so just kind of flatten them down a little bit and that makes such a big difference um but if you're like me i don't really like to wear sports bras when i play so 
just if you don't want to farther apart over or you can double the sports bras and kind of try to compress your chest a little bit so that was t and a thank you guys so much for listening to another episode i love seeing all of your feedback on the instagram accounts and all of the very nice sweet messages that you guys have been sending us we have such a great time doing this show i will say and i kind of wanted to address this and i know that i go down this rabbit hole and i shouldn't read all of the reviews but i do and i saw a couple comments about how the show doesn't have a lot of substance to it well there's a reason behind that and one with everything going on we really try to make this show fun and easy to listen to and to make it more of an escape I definitely want to talk about heavier subjects but with everything going on right now personally I just don't think it's the right time to talk more in depth about my depression or anxiety or you know things that I have faced but I definitely want to keep doing that but don't think that there's not much going on up in my head these we're just trying to make it like I said light and fun but again I love all the feedback and all the support and we'll see you guys on another episode next time follow playing around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts 